G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. As you may be aware, one of the most controversial things that came from the launch of the No campaign for the Marriage Postal Plebiscite Survey on the weekend was a warning that no voters face legal warfare if the plebiscite is lost. Well, the person making those comments in relation to the idea of weaponised anti-discrimination laws was Senator Cory Bernardi, who leads the Australian Conservative Party. Well, Senator Cory Bernardi received a standing ovation at the launch on the weekend. So what is so significant about the consequences of changing the marriage law? Well, Senator Cory Bernardi joining us to clarify some of those comments. Senator, welcome along to 2020. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to join you. Senator, let's talk about weaponised anti-discrimination and legal warfare. Uh, you've really set the cat among the pigeons with discussing those sorts of terms. Clarify those a little for us, if you wouldn't mind. Well, um, I made the point on the weekend that every decision has consequences. And if you redefine marriage, we can predict what some of the consequences are going to be because of what's happened overseas. And there we've seen that those who uh, choose to still consider marriage as being between a man and a woman or, or who dare to even refer to same-sex marriage um, have found themselves in front of tribunals. We've seen a taste of it in this country already with Archbishop Porteous in, in Tasmania who found himself before a tribunal to defend himself because he'd described marriage in a Catholic sense uh, and spoke about that to you know the Catholic flock that he ministers to. And that's when that's the existing law of the land. And so we've, we will find ourselves, if marriage is redefined, where the freedom of thought, freedom of speech, freedom of action will be compromised because the do-gooders, the social justice warriors and the extreme activists will go to you know, the Human Rights Commission or whomever else will be charged with this uh, and making complaints and we will find ourselves in this lawfare, uh, as I would call it, just like we're seeing the weaponisation of 18C of the Racial Discrimination Act to prohibit or limit people's freedom to say things, so too will we find it if marriage is redefined. Well, when we use that terminology, weaponising anti-discrimination laws, isn't it also the case that those who are aligning the new regulations around anti-vilification laws that were introduced and rushed through the Parliament to do with the advertising in the Postal Survey, that that in itself creates all sorts of issues, being a weaponising of anti-discrimination? Oh, you're exactly right, and, and I've rarely seen, uh, or that I can't recall ever seeing, actually, such hastily cobbled together provisions, because what went through um, the safeguards bill during the week was, it took about 12 hours in which they formulated it, and it was debated for all of about one hour, and I was the only person who really expressed any concern about it. 
And essentially, they've not only um, upheld some disclosure requirements and authorization requirements in accordance with every other political campaign, I agree with that, but they have made some new offences because uh, some people might be aggrieved or, or hurt by the debate that goes on. And that's just an example of what the shape of things to come is. Um, but importantly, part of the complaints mechanism is, is referred to the federal court. But before it can go to the federal court, it needs the approval of the Attorney General. So in essence, the gatekeeper to every Australian having recourse to the law is the Attorney General, who is a partisan cheerleader in this debate. Now, I think that's entirely inappropriate. I think the precedent it sets that access to justice or access to the courts is determined by uh, a, a minister of the crown is wrong. And secondly, I'm just wondering why we need these new provisions because, you know, people like me who are on the no case are only talking about the sorts of things that our law prescribes currently. And um, we've gone from the absurd to the ridiculous, I think, in this debate already because people are weaponising the law. They are using it to stifle the discussion of um, people they disagree with and it generally only happens on one side of the debate and that's on the yes side. They are the social activists who will use every trick in the book to stop others from having a sensible conversation about uh, the consequences of redefining marriage. Well, you're talking about the Attorney-General George Brandis, uh, who, uh, when he talks about consequences of what might happen beyond a change in the law, he's saying to Australians, be very careful because what's happening with the no case is the no case is engaging in trickery. And what you're saying is you're calling into question the credibility of the Attorney-General in in making laws that are to do with the advertising, but uh, but he's also saying, careful, Cory Bernardi or anyone who's on the no side is engaging in trickery. Well, they've been hoist on their own petard, if I could put it like that, in the sense that on the yes case, um, people like the attorney are saying uh, there is no other question. This is simply about you know, redefining marriage and there are no other consequences to it. And then you have someone like Tim Wilson, who's also on that case, who says, no, there are, it is necessary to have some legal protections uh, for people of faith or conscience, although they won't say exactly what they are. You have Malcolm Turnbull, who, who says on one day, no, there's no consequences to this. It's a very simple question. And the next day, oh, no, we have to have safeguards. So they don't know what they want. They don't know the proposal they're, they're to put forward. There is no detail around what they're asking us to sign off on. And no sensible person gives a blank check to anyone, let alone a bunch of politicians, to go their hardest because uh, politicians generally are a bit self-serving. They look for political expediency rather than you know, the best outcomes. And I think that's what we're seeing in this debate. They want it to go away and that's why there are so few in the political class who are engaging in the no debate, not so much because they don't agree with it, but because it's probably easier for it to go away. But those of us who, who strongly believe uh, that this would be a retrograde step for our freedoms in this country are determined to, um, to advocate as, as long and as hard as we can to keep the Marriage Act as it is. Let me raise with you another thing that you said at the launch, uh, where you said on the No campaign, 
you're on the right side of legal and moral history. What does that mean when you say that? Well, we're often told um, by our opponents that we're on the wrong side of history. And uh, history determines that we're not, in the sense that uh, the law of the land has been, for the, uh, Australia's entire, entire um, uh, existence, uh, that marriage has been between a man and a woman. And that was codified in, uh, by the Howard government in 2004. But, you know, you can go through history, and marriage has never really, uh, in any you know, contemporary civilization, been considered as anything other than that, even where in, in ancient times where uh, you know, homosexuality was quite prolific, there was never deemed to be a marriage of any, any description between them. It's always been between a man and a woman. So we have you know, that history on our side, which is both a legal and a moral history. Um, you know, even, even the, the ancient Roman Empire, for all its uh, indulgences and, and, and uh, transgressions against probably what we might consider the moral fabric of, of contemporary society never went down the path of legalising um, marriages being between uh, man, two men or two women. Uh, it was an absurdity. And so this, this is a really experimental uh, piece of politics. It's come about in recent decades, maybe the last decade and a half or two decades. Um, prior to that, the same-sex uh, lobby didn't want to have anything to do with marriage. It was all about just uh, having, um, you know, their, their, their relationships or, or not being persecuted in, in the public square. They've had all of that. And so I suspect that this is just another step towards the ends that they want. And the ends that they want are not just same-sex marriage. It is about uh, degenderizing our, our society. It is about dehumanizing our society in the sense that there are complementarities but differences between the uh, the men and women and uh, that's what goes together to raising uh, children in the best possible environment. Corey Bernardi, the Prime Minister and the Leader of the Opposition both support the Yes case and they have, as church leaders have indicated on this very program, turned their back on Christians and churches in Australia. Uh, what's, your, uh, what's your take on the two leaders actually supporting the yes case and leaving the Christians in the dark? Well, I'm, I'm very disappointed, um, but for, for a very long time, these men have been pursuing uh, their goals, and they're very similar in, in many respects. And it's only in recent days they're both claiming to be, you know, people of faith. Um, but they turn their backs. The, the, the flag of convenience is there when, when people of faith want to put it up. They go, oh, yes. Um, I'm a person of faith, and then they'll counteract, um, you know, their, their principles or their values that they've previously pretended to espouse. But I'm, I'm deeply disappointed in my former party, in the Liberal Party. Um, you know, we are a, a, or they were a notionally conservative party that was built around values, and one of its longest-serving policy platforms, in fact, the longest since the party was founded by Sir Robert Menzies, was that marriage was between a man and a woman. Um, that's been a formal position, uh, but it was, you know, in, in more recent times. And now they seem to have turned their back on it. And the grassroots, the party members haven't turned their back on it, but the party leadership has. And it's not just Malcolm Turnbull. It is every Liberal leader around the country, with the exception of a fine man called Alastair Coe in the ACT, who is now embracing the yes vote. 
Um, they're not prepared to stand up for tradition. They're not prepared to stand up for values. They're not prepared to reflect the will of the grassroots of the Liberal Party. And that's why Liberal members are leaving in droves and they have find a very welcome reception in the Australian Conservatives. Let me ask you about legislation, because former Prime Minister John Howard, he called for legislation to be released before the end of this postal plebiscite survey period. How much time goes into drafting legislation for something like this? Is this something that's unrealistic to expect that the Parliament might come up with something that that would be appropriate for people to view before the plebiscite end? It's not unrealistic at all. Um, it could be done relatively quickly, but of course the the peril is always in the detail. And um, they don't want you to think about the consequences of redefining the Marriage Act. They only want you to, uh, all of us, to be bludgeoned and bullied into, you know, accepting something that is um, a radical change for our society. Um, the reason the proponents of same-sex marriage don't want to put forward a bill is because they know that it will have an inherent number of flaws. And so Malcolm Turnbull and Bill Shorten have both said, oh, well, uh, the Parliament will decide what the bill is. Well, yes, indeed. But if, until the time that the, the Australian people can see what is being proposed, uh, I think they have to vote no because it is giving a blank check to them. Do we know that there will be any safeguards in there? Will they only apply, apply, um, apply to religious ministers or will they be safeguards for freedom of speech, freedom of conscience, freedom of thought um, within uh, the, the broader community? Will parents have a, a role in saying they don't want radical gender theory programs uh, being promulgated uh, through the education system? Uh, will we be able to say, no, um, conscientiously I object to this because it doesn't adhere to uh, what I believe is the form of marriage? Uh, will religious vilification laws um, you know, come into play? These are the sorts of questions that uh, need to be answered because this is a very big decision that will radically alter how we engage, how we interact and change a number of the freedoms in our country. Well, Senator Cory Bernardi, the No campaign has a very busy week on. I don't think you'll be at all of the launches, but there's a launch on tonight which you'll be at in Adelaide, at the Adelaide Town Hall from 7. Then on Thursday night, the No campaign launch in Perth at the Perth Convention and Exhibition Centre, Friday night in Brisbane at the Brisbane Convention and Exhibition Centre, then on Saturday night in Melbourne at the Melbourne Exhibition and Convention Centre. I'll mention too that there is a website, coalitionformarriage.com.au, for resources and understanding some of the issues that are going on behind the scenes. Senator Corey Bernardi, thanks so much for joining us again today on 2020. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.